Hey, happy Friday, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today, we're going to be in the Psalms, um, specifically chapter 33, verses 18 through 22. The New American Standard Bible reads, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who wait for his faithfulness, to rescue their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your favor, Lord, be upon us just as we have waited for you. The New International Version reads like this. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those who hope in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in alive in famine. To wait and hope for the Lord, he is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. What I've noticed, and I hope you notice too, are the differences between the New American Standard Bible and the International Version, at least with this particular topic of waiting and trusting on God. The New International Version uses the word hope, whereas the New American Standard Bible uses the word wait. Is there a difference between the two words? And does either one change the meaning of this passage? And so now we're going to kind of analyze the definitions of both. The verb form of wait is to stay where one is or delay action until a particular time or something else happens. The noun form of wait is used to indicate that one is eagerly impatient to do something or for something to happen. Now, in looking at hope, the verb form of hope is to want something to happen or to be the case. The noun form is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Hmm. From the definitions, uh, then it looks, then let's look at our passage. And we can see that the psalmist, he actually uses both the noun form and the verb form of both words in throughout the passage. In the first verse, no matter if you use the word hope or wait, it is the noun form, meaning that we are expecting something to occur. Whereas in the last verse, verse 22, it is the verb form, once again, either wait or hope, where we stay where we are or were until Jesus's return. Isn't that interesting? We also see that the New American Standard Bible, that we are waiting for God's faithfulness. And then the psalmist gives us a list of what we're expecting God to be faithful in, to rescue us from the troubles of the world, to be our shield, to provide our help, right? Just kind of paraphrasing all of that that was said in between. Once again, now looking at the New International Version, we are expecting God's unfailing love to rescue us from the troubles of the world and to be faithful little subtle differences but I think we need to be in the subtleties at times because if our God is in the details of our lives 
which he is, then we owe it to him to be in the details and the subtleties of his word. And we do that so that we can exhaust all of the options and interpretations and understanding of his word to help us grow closer to him and to know him and to know who we are in him. As we are waiting or hope, our hope is in on who we know God to be. That's, that's where our hope is in, on God, who we know him to be. Um, it's hard to wait for someone that you don't know, isn't it? I want you to think about that. When you are meeting someone for the very first time, and let's say they ask you to do something, you are less likely to agree first off because you really don't know the person. But let's say you do. And if for a moment things start to get sideways as they've asked you to do something, you're more likely to pull out and to say, no, I I said I'd do this, but it's getting a little dicey here. Can't do that for you because you really don't know the person. But when you know a person, you've established a relationship with them. It's solid. You know, this is a person whom you care about and you enjoy being in in their company. You know who they are. Then when they ask you to do something, there's really no hesitation. And if something begins to go sideways as they've asked you to do something, you are less likely to pull out. You won't do it immediately. You'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You'll stick it out solely based on the relationship that you have with them. And this is what God wants us to do with him. You know, we aren't in a new relationship with God. Well, some of us may be, and so welcome to the family if you're new Christians out there. And if you are a new Christian, God's, God will provide you with um, wonderful ways to remind you of who he is constantly. But if you are an established Christian, a seasoned saint, you know, solid in your relationship, you, you've been with him for a while and, and you've experienced things through with him, You've been through some things and you've seen God be right there for you. Understand that God will test us by allowing us to go through trials and tribulations and he's silent. Notice I didn't say that he would go away. He's always right there with us. He's just silent. And the reason is he's silent. I guess the reason for his silence is that he wants us to remember who he is to us he wants us to fall back on that solid relationship that we have with him where he has proven himself faithful to us over and over and over again and therefore we'll stick with him even through the hardships we'll remember the promises that he not only made to us but that he fulfilled throughout our years of walking with him and that should give us encouragement because we know that he will be faithful to the end. As we wait on God, as we put our hope on God, it's always God at our focus, not on us because we know we fail. We know people around us will fail, but never God. And so based on that relationship alone, we can trust, we can hope. And so I want to invite you today to reflect on the passage Um, that I just read, right? Psalms 33 verses 18 through 22. And I want you to use the definitions of both wait and hope 
and see how the passage takes on a new or clearer meaning for you. I want you to remember that God is faithful and that he will never leave us. And it's his unfailing and unconditional love that's the catalyst for everything that he does. And so as you reflect on this passage today, and after you've put in the, the definitions and you've read the definitions inserted in the words in the passage, I then want you to thank God for his faithfulness and his love towards you and your family. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you this day, this Friday, thanking you for bringing us through another week, thanking you for being with us always and for lavishing your love upon us. For we know, Father, as we grow closer to you and you reveal yourself more and more to us, that there will be things that you will call upon us to do. We pray, Father, that we don't enter into those times with hesitancy, but that we remember who you are to us and the relationship that we have with you. And so we say yes. Help us to stand firm on who you are, on your name, your holy name, knowing what you have done for us in the past and knowing that you are the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that we can stake everything on who you are. Help us to continue to allow our hearts to rejoice in you because you are a good God, rejoicing that you are our shield and our provider, our protector, and the lover of our hearts. Help us, Father, to always be mindful that you are good and that our witness to the world is our relationship that we have with you. Allow us to walk in the fruit of the Spirit this day. And allow us to always be mindful of what we do, what we say, and our behavior so that they will always bring honor and glory to your name. Bless our loved ones who may be suffering this day. Give them relief from pain, from heartache. Restore relationships, Father. Ease anxiety and ease pain. Bring peace in in their hearts and in the household. We know that you are a wonderful, holy God, and we know that all of this will ultimately work out for our good and your glory. We put our trust in you this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, I want you to go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.